Welcome to another episode of Sports and Songs Podcast. We're your hosts, Dan and Andy. Today is March 27th, Andy, uh, 2022, the final weekend in March before we get into April. But it also signals the end of March Madness for the most part this week. Right. We're on season three, episode number 20. And uh, we got lots to cover today. Basketball, hockey. All their final fours are getting set up this weekend. Yep. Uh, high school, uh, basketball. We've got Major League Baseball in uh, full spring training swing. Yep. So let's start off with a little basketball. I got a trivia question today, Andy. Yes, fire away. The question is this. The Final Four is now set. Kansas is going back. So I decided to wear my uh, KU stuff. Rock chalk uh, sweatshirt today. Kansas is going for the 16th time to the Final Four. And, you know, a lot of these, the regular colleges, uh, like the Gophers, they'll, they'll mention and they'll track how often they make it to the NCAA tournament you know, or make it to right. the first or second round. Here, you know, Kansas is one of those schools, that's almost like UConn in the women's. Is, uh, just yeah. making, isn't that good enough? Making it to the Final Four is just kind of par. Right. <laughs> but this is their 16th trip to the Final Four. The question for the trivia is, in their 15 times they've made it to the final four, what's their win-loss record in that first oh. game? In the first game, in the, in the, in the, uh, in the semifinal game, what yeah. is their record in the 15 years they've gone? Uh, what's their win-loss record? We'll cover the mm-hmm. answer at the uh, midway point of the show. All right. But, uh, boy, just, just imagine. I think the Gophers made it, you know, that one year, 97, to the final well, four. It, or did they? You look up the history books, no, they didn't. Yes, it was vacated. They uh, they didn't. Uh, now, uh, not a trivia question, but how many times has Kansas Jayhawks won the NIT? The answer is zero. They've only gone twice. Oh, I suppose they probably... they're always going to the NCAA. No NIT yeah. trophy in their trophy case, and that's probably the least of their concerns. But. I was hearing somewhere today, St. Peter's beat Duke in the NIT back like in the 30s or something like that. Oh, really? Know? So, but we will, we'll get into that part later. We'll dive into the Minnesota State Boys basketball tournament, kind of wrapped up the, the big tournaments here in Minnesota for us. Go down, we got Hayfield was the one seed. They win the Class A in a tight game against Belgrade, 51-49. Minneapolis North takes it on the chin against Annandale, 60-49 to in double-A. Um, if you want to look up your local news here in Minnesota on it, I guess in one of the rounds, Minneapolis North had some issues with other teams uh, still playing the racist card against them. It's like, I saw, yes, I saw that. Uh, they, so, had, they, they issued a statement or something. Yeah, and the league is looking into it. So we might wait a couple weeks here, let all the dust settle before we start saying anything. We don't like to... Jump the gun and speculate here. You know us. That, and we're just too lazy to look into it deeper. <laughs> um, Tino Grace, 50-44 over De La Salle. That was a very good game for 3A. And Wyzetta loses to Park Center. That breaks my heart. Park Center is your class 4A champs. Congrats. Which got me to, I was thinking. Wouldn't you like to see all four of those guys in a Final Four winner take all for one more weekend? For boys basketball, girls basketball, the ones where they got it broken down to four groups like that. Why not one more weekend as a winner take all? 
it's kind of a thought that we kind of need to see. Have it be a you know charity event. Of course, proceeds go to whatever funds you want to have, and that'd be kind of cool. I'm sure, the players wouldn't mind it. I mean, some of the players one more chance to strut your stuff for a college for some of the smaller schools in it. You know, so four divisions bring them all for the boys' winners and the girls' winners. Uh, yep, have a tournament, a one-day tournament. We throw the four names in a hat and you pick them out and see who plays who, you know. Games. That's not bad. Something fun. Men's Frozen 4 just got the final right before we came on air. Hence, we're a little late here. Michigan wins over kick to get in. Uh, Denver is the other one seed, so they'll be facing each other. And then Minnesota State and Minnesota. So three one seeds made it. Um, we, we like I said, it could have been all Minnesota teams, but no, St. Cloud State and Duluth had to blow it. Uh, gosh, have a Big Ten championship could be Michigan, Minnesota, all Big Ten. And that, um, that Minnesota that go for a win in overtime against UMass. UMass is the defending champion, yes, and that was nice to see the win there. But uh, now they got to play face each other. And Minnesota State's got the best goalie in the country right now, um, Michigan and Denver. To the top teams for most titles overall. So, a lot of schools that aren't aren't uh, new to this. Not their first rodeo in the Final Four. Frozen Four being played in the Massachusetts Men's Final Four is set up. The Dukies against North Carolina on your left side, and on the right side, Villanova and Kansas. Um, I did not have any of these teams. I, I had Houston making it. That was my last dish effort, and they lost to Villanova, but. So it's Kansas-Villanova. Uh, they'll be the first game, I believe. I'm sure they'll put Duke and North Carolina as the later game for TV ratings. Um, there's your lineups. First time Duke and North Carolina have ever met in the playoffs. Say, so say, that, say that again now. First time Duke and North Carolina have ever met in the NCAA playoffs. They've never faced each other, ever? No. No, you figure somewhere they would have beat, you know, bumped in the Elite Eight or Sweet 16 somewhere, but, you know. Really? As a one and two seed or a two and three, they would have bumped in. But no, never, never been there. Oh, imagine the TV audience for this. Yes, that's that's going to be some fun. T- that's a Saturday night. A lot of people will be late for church on Sunday in the Carolinas, I bet. <laughs> Women's Final Four is not set yet. They got their games tonight and tomorrow to set up their Final Four. Uh, South Carolina did finish, did win right before we came on the air, so they'll be one of the teams. Stanford and Texas are playing right now. Then tomorrow is Louisville and Michigan and NC State and UConn to finish off the brackets there. Then they all come here to the, the Twin Cities. We'll be hosting the ladies here for the Final Four. Uh, some stuff has already started. Uh, again, locally, I think every channel probably has it now. If you look at, you can look around. They showed how they set up the floor for the Final Four and how they do all that stuff. It's all pretty neat if you're into that. Um, they're going to have a lot of activities, different activities going on in the Twin Cities area. Tickets are still available, they're saying. I don't know if you're up in the you know upper deck behind the security pole, but if you're into it and you want to go, go. If not, you can go watch warm-ups and practices. That's always fun, too. Commercial break here. We do have a blog. Just updated yesterday at sportsandsongspodcast.blogspot.com. Eight things I'd change if I was in charge of AEW wrestling. Here's the things I'd change after almost three years. So go to the blog spot, check it out. 
Let me know what you think. Speaking of what I think, soapbox. Talking about the basketball tournament for men. This one of the headlines, how Arkansas brilliantly capitalized on the poor NCAA officiating. I've heard about the poor NCAA officiating and all this all along. We said a lot during the football year, and I'll say it now. Gonzaga, don't blame the officiating on homegrown falling out and you losing. Good teams win those games anyway. If you're putting all your eggs in one basket on Chet Holmgren, a freshman, you are the number one seed. I, I like Chet, don't get me wrong. He did not carry you all year round. You should have been able to get around that. Yes, Arkansas is a great team, don't get me wrong. But to be pointing the fingers for excuses like that, no. Don't, don't, don't blame the refs. The refs blow it, then work with it. If they're calling home grid for something all the time on fouls, then change your plays and don't have them run that kind of defense anymore if they're calling them all the time. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if you don't see Gonzaga with a new coach in a couple of years. They've been the one seed. They've been the favorite for the last few times and nothing. So maybe it's the coaching. Mm. And no, I don't want the job. <laughs> Minnesota Wild hockey winding down here. Top eight teams in the Western Conference make the playoffs. The Wilder is sitting at the three seed right now, so they would be in. They'd be fine. And if the playoffs were today, their matchup, because the way that NHL rules go, and you can find us on their website, they would be playing the St. Louis Blues, who we still have only played once this year and lost. we got two more games coming up at St. Louis coming up here. Um, so it would be the Wild against the Blues. The Wild have been real hot lately since making some trades and shuffling people around. So it could be exciting anytime, you know, the old Norse division rivalry of Minnesota and St. Louis. So it'd be kind of fun. That's if the playoffs were today. Still got a few weeks to go, so we're just kind of getting you in the mood. And uh, here is the Wild schedule for the next few games. Yeah, three more at home. To, I do not have, as far as I checked last, no score on the Colorado-Minnesota game. Two more at home, and they hit the road for a while. Uh, we had that nice long home stretch here because of XL being used for the Minnesota State Tournament games. Uh, then they go on the road. Uh, they got a couple there at St. Louis, like we said, to finish the season. Nashville at Washington, Carolina. So they go back on the road, but hopefully they'll get uh, set for the playoffs. Timberwolves also looking at the playoffs. Here's the standings now. The bottom four, well, top 10 teams make it. The bottom four have play-in games. Um, right now, we're at the seven seeds, so we'd be in the play-in games. We're only a game behind Denver for that last spot, uh, two and a half behind Dallas for the five spot. So could hopefully bump up and not have to be in a play-in game. And here's, if it was today, how the playoffs work for that. The seven, eight seed play each other. The winner is automatically the seven seed in the first round. If you lose the 7-8 game, you play the winner of the 9-10 game, and that winner becomes the 8 seed. So if you're the 9 or 10 seed, you got to win twice to make it in. And this and this is new, Andy, right? They did it last year. They started oh, they last year with the bubble. Oh, yes. Format. And I thought it was going to be just a bubble year thing. They, I guess everybody liked it. Um. And everybody's saying excuses because now you look at the Lakers and, and New Orleans, 31 and 42, 31 and 43, and they'll make the playoffs maybe. 
Um, if you went top eight seeds, like uh, the old school ways, there's the Clippers, three games below 500, they'd be making the playoffs. So looking at it in the West right now, one for sure, if not two teams with a below 500 record would be in the playoffs. Because <clears throat> if Minnesota loses both games and they're done, obviously that means the Clippers made it below 500. And then the winner of the Lakers, New Orleans game would be below 500 making the playoffs as well. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. And here's the Wolves schedule for the rest. Or, uh, yeah. Wolves for the rest of the year. The Boston and Toronto today, then Denver. Uh, then at Houston, they finish up with three at home. That last game, the time to be determined against the Bulls. Because the way the playoffs are going right now, you know, it's going to be a TV ratings issue. Why it's a day or night game. So we'll see on that okay. one. Major League Baseball, like we said, has started spring training. Not much to report out of spring training. Nothing major yet. Everybody's playing nice. Just I saw this stat of free agency spending so far this year. The top five and the bottom five. And look at that bottom team. Oakland Athletics have spent nothing in free agency this year. Now, um, I have one comment there, Andy. Yep. The, the A's are in a rebuilding year. Oh, yes. They are making some deals. Uh, oh, yeah. They've been not, trading not players. Picking up free agents, but they're acquiring a lot of young talent and trading yep. away some older veteran guys that they've got. So uh, they're making some, I would say, maybe some wise moves down there. Yep. But yes, look at this stat. It jumps right The Reds are the same way. They got rid of some contracts. The Reds got rid of some contracts, but they got some youth, you know. Um, right. Look at the Brewers. They got them at 26th. Spending twelve point nine million, but yet some people are still picking the Brewers to win that division. Um, the top four, you see the Tigers at two hundred thirty-five million. Most of that's Javi Baez. So okay. Uh, and the Mets, most of that is Max Scherzer. Uh, yeah, we did some. Uh, we the Mets have signed some other big name guys, but that a lot of those are trade too, though. But the Scherzer one was the uh, most of that. And the Rangers, five hundred and eighty million. So let let's see how that works out. Then. They've done that before with Alex Rodriguez, and that didn't a half work out. a billion dollars we're talking about. Yeah. So the yep. Yankees, for instance, aren't on this list, but they did absorb the Josh Donaldson um, salary, but it doesn't count against the free agency spending that they spent. Right. Yeah. Year. Okay. Yeah, that was just a salary they got in a trade. Interesting. Um, yeah, that's a nice little list here. The Twins, where's going to kind of go into the schedules right now? Not really much to report off spring training for the team right now. No one's majorly injured right now, so we'll just keep happy thoughts there. And the seventh is the home opener. So they got their last three there in April. Then they start out with Seattle with four here against the, the M's. Then the Dodgers are in town right away. Um, cold weather, Dodgers will be here. This could be our chance because a lot of people are picking the Dodgers to win it all. Um, so if you want to see the future World Series champs, like everybody's predicting, spend April 12th and 13th outside watching them in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Then we go on the road for four in Beantown, three in Kansas City, which you can never trust. Then they go to the White Sox. So, And I'm not ripping on Seattle here, but we're dumping, jumping in the deep end here right off the bat. Dodgers, Red Sox, White Sox. White Sox are supposed to do well this year, so. Twins are jumping in hot and heavy. If they can make it 500 to this group, it could be a very good year. Yep. The Mets, 
They start out on the road. So now, divisional rivalries, we like to call it, against the Nationals and the Phillies. Then they come home for uh, the D-backs, four against the Giants, and then they go to Arizona after that. So, again, hopefully if they can come out that road trip, six games, they can come out 500 there, I'd be ecstatic. Where did um, uh, Brad Hand end up? Is he there? I have not f- followed his, so I do not know. Okay. I saw his name pop up, and I have not seen it. I will, I will look it up during the music part of the show. Sure. Yeah, he finished last year with the Mets, though, didn't he? Yes. Okay. I've not heard his name come up. I, I we'll saw it there, but... Chaska native uh, pitcher closer. Yep. I had a hand that came out of Chaska. Yep. I did down here, and I will look, like I said, during the music segment of the show. Sure. Which I'll get into my music segment here real quick. Concerts coming up in the area. Um, this is all out with our friends at Medina, the High Women, April first, the High Women tribute show. Uh, general admission tickets are twenty two dollars. Then the second, the Beatles versus the Stones. Some of these are kind of coming up as uh reschedulings from COVID last year and stuff, and also they've been there before too. But uh, so Beatles Stones, April second, it's twenty seven dollar general admission for that one. The ninth, the fabulous Armadillos, an Eagles tribute band, will be there. And then on the 23rd, a Rush tribute project, a Rush tribute band will be there if you're into Rush music. Saturday, April 23rd. The 30th, Lita Ford and Jack Russell's Great White will be there. $35 general admission. And October 7th, Killer Queen. $33. Killer Queen, $33. From the, the one time I saw them outdoor, that's a $33 well spent. Mm-hmm. Slipknot, April 9th at Target Center. That's your musical choice. Slipknot will be there at the Target Center April 9th. Twin Cities Takeover 93X sponsoring Godsmack, Three Days Grace, and Asking Alexandria. That'll be coming up May 7th at Target Center. Over at the X, April 3rd, John Bon Jovi, Richie Sambora, and the boys. And April 9th, same night God smacks over at Target Center. Over at the X, Kid Rock. We'll be there with um, Grand okay, Road. Go back a sec. I think it was May, God Smack. Was that in May? Yeah, the May got I'm sorry, Slipknot is April. Okay, gotcha. Slipknot's the same as Kid Rock. My mistake. Thank you for catching that. Yeah, so Slipknot and Kid Rock. Okay. Both in town the same night. Um, some of the establishments downtown in both towns will be very busy. Lots of uh, people will be busy at the bars. Cops will be busy, so stay away. Top songs, album charts, Planet Zero, Shine Down, still number one. Black Summer by Red Hot Chili Peppers, number two. Love Dies Young by Foo Fighters, up to three. So-Called Life by Three Days Grace, four. More on the Foo Fighters later in Dan's part of the show. I hate to say this, but just the way life goes, that one might go up the charts to number one in the next year or two, I guess. With the news. (coughs) But uh, before we get into that, you have a trivia answer for us on on Kansas basketball. Yes, Kansas Jayhawks men's basketball uh, has been to the final 
four in the NCAA tournament 15 times. Uh, they'll be playing this coming weekend for the 16th time. What is their record? The 15 previous times, what's their record win-loss of those 15 games? Um, no, it's not 15 and 0, but it's, it's interesting enough. But what's your guess? I'm going to say eight and seven, like above 500. You are very, very close. They're actually nine and six. They're nine and six in 15 oh, wow. games going to the final four. And, you know, they're a dominant team getting there to the, to the final four. They've done it how many times? You know, 15. Uh, but they're not, a, they're not a lock, you know, to win that game to get no. the championship game. They're not a lock. They've won nine. They've lost six of those games and, and been done to go home. But just making it is tough. But we'll see how they do. They play, like you said, Saturday, two games. Game one of the semifinals, and then uh, that afternoon, game two that night, and then they have an off day Sunday. So a week from today, they're off, and then Monday night's the big the showdown, the championship. And like you mentioned, we got now March Madness wrapping up. All the sports now for winter in the state of Minnesota now are done. They're wrapped up. Yep. You'll, be, you'll be covering a lot of baseball, uh, softball, track and field maybe. but High school baseball starts on the 30th. They're going to, it's going to whip into high gear for that. And we're going to really be covering a lot of major league baseball. Minor league baseball will be actually starting, I believe, is it maybe this weekend? Yeah, yeah they're, they're coming up. Um, They'll be coming up. And then the USFL is going to be starting in a couple of weeks here. We'll do a preview on that. We'll do a fantasy football league here with guests of the show, fans of the show for the USFL, just for fun too. Yeah. Join that if you'd, uh, if you'd like. Um, but, boy, the baseball is going to be fun. Carlos Correa got his first start today in a Twins uniform. Yes. Um, Brad Hand is property of the Philadelphia Phillies. Okay, so maybe he did get signed at the end of the year with he them. Uh, yeah, so he was he with the still... Mets, but I knew where he went off. I knew he was on the Mets roster. I lost where he went. He did stay in the division. He is... he, uh, yeah, he's, he'll either be a setup guy, eighth inning guy, ninth inning yeah. closer. Um very good. Chaska. Nate's the much-hated Phillies, I like to refer to him as. And then we've got uh, local Paige Beckers uh, playing tomorrow night, UConn women's basketball. Now She's been uh, going real slow, nice and slow coming back. Yes, uh, nothing too big. They've got their starters, uh, Azzy, Azzy or Ozzy Fudd, uh, true freshman, uh, mm-hmm. has filled in, and they're pretty deep, that, that team. So they can go seven, eight, eight players deep, not really skip a beat. So – they should do do well. Uh, if you want a little one last tidbit of news that Dan has before he does the album review, they're kind of tied together. Uh, Dan was well, was a Foo Fighters fan. They're older stuff, you know. Yes. I think everybody liked their first couple albums, and it kind of became the same old. But that's for another show. Tyler Hawkins. Hawkins passes away very unexpectedly. Hawk. Age 50, the Hawk. Yes, just a young man compared to you. And um, healthy guy, 50 years well, old. Well very, loved and very conditioned for what he does. Very uh, active in the drumming role back there. He's not sitting back there tapping the drums, but he's a monster, much like his predecessor, Dave Grohl. Yeah, I've seen tributes. Everybody I follow on the social media for music, uh, Michael Sweet of Striper, Nancy Wilson of Heart. Uh, other bands have put stuff on. Even other people that weren't in music, other actors and comedians who have just been fans of the band have said stuff. So big loss. Um, again, we're not the show that's going to go into why he passed. We're just going to say he passed, and it's terrible that 
someone his age, everything going for you. You know, so thoughts and prayers, as they say, to the, the family and everybody else for all this. Taylor Hawkins, uh, 50 years old, had a wife and three, three children and, um, you know, played in a couple side projects as well. And these guys were busy. I mean, the Foo Fighters were busy. Uh, I think they've lost some some of the fans along the way with Dave Grohl kind of being pushing to that liberal side, left side for yep. all his things, and the fans have fallen away. But their Studio Six 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 movie just came out last month. It's yep. a uh, it's a kind of a campy horror slasher film uh, that's got some comedy built into it, and it's a kind of a paranormal Studio Six Six Six. It's got all the members of the cast. Taylor Hawkins is in it. He he's a now Dave Grohl's a big Kiss fan, so it's kind of a modern day version of Kiss meets the Phantom of the Park. It's it's much like that. They wanted to put it, something together. Yeah. Um, they're not trying to go out and make big bucks on this film. They had it just for fun. They did it as, as something they always wanted to do, kind of a Kiss meets the Phantom yeah. of the Park, corny thing like that. Uh, if you watch the trailer, you can go online watch the trailer. The movie just came out last month, and so. Yes. The, the creepy thing is, if you watch the trailer, the last person to die is Taylor Hawkins gets killed at the end, right before the trailer ends. Uh, so he dies. Well, it's in, not the spoiler, it's in the trailer, so it's like he gave away the movie there. But yeah. Yes. And uh, but it is there's a lot of humor in that. These guys have always been known for a lot of humor in their music videos as well. Yes, that's where I think I, I learned to like them was from their videos, having fun with that. They uh, they had a lot of fun. So I'm going to tie that into the album week uh, album of the of the week review album review of the week and um anything else on that uh i know like i said um there's like i said there's be a lot of speculation you can hear coming out um the band foo fighters they weren't your stereotypical rock band where you heard the horror stories of all the bands in the 80s what they did and this and that that wasn't them not saying they didn't crack open a miller light after a show or something like that but they didn't they stopped after one or two, you know, from the stories I've heard. They weren't big into the parties and the drugs and the drinks and the ladies and stuff like that. So I think, yeah, they had their fun years ago, but this band's been around for so long that um, they're all grown men, 50, 55, 60 years old and, and now. So they all have families and they're all very health oriented. I, I know Dave Grohl likes his uh, Mother Nature, him and Snoop Dogg and Kid Rock. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> They, they love that. That's not an so, issue for me, though. He just enjoys it every now and then. They're so, so active in, in different things, side projects. They're almost like uh, addicted uh, to the work, to the work. Dave Grohl plays right. in another, a couple other bands. He was in Queens of the Stone Age, uh, played in some other bands on the side as well, and put together this movie. He directed, I mean, produced this, wrote it, and, and directed it. But their album just came out last year. They're touring in support of that. They had just finished uh, three or four dates down in South America. They're coming up here this summer. And they just wrapped up that that portion of their leg of the tour. So um, were they partying or something? I don't know. Uh, Taylor Hawkins himself plays in two additional bands over and above the Foo Fighters. Yeah. Foo Fighters is like a full-time gig. So these guys, uh, they have uh, they have a lot of they have a lot of fun. The album of the of the week. Here we go, I'll bring it up. Here's the album of the week. Taylor Hawkins and the Coattail Riders. Uh, this is the name of the of the album. This is actually the name of the band. He he put a band together several years ago. This group now has three albums out. And so a downtime in between the Foo Fighters, 
in between touring, in between albums. Taylor Hawkins, uh, uh, this album t- debuted uh, debuted in 2006. It features 11 songs which were recorded by the band during 2004 before the Foo Fighters started recording the album In Your Honor. Now, the album art is an homage, homage to the James Gang Rides Again. If you look at the James Gang Rides Again album, it looks just like this. It's white background with black, big, bold letters, and they, they like that so much um, that they did this album just like this. Taylor Hawkins is a big fan of them. In fact, they wrote a song about that band in the Coattail Riders' second album. Now, Taylor Hawkins, as a drummer, does vocals and plays the drums on this, and he always got grief from the other guys in the band by saying, all you're going to do is put together your own band and ride the coattails of Dave, Dave Grohl to success. So he says, okay, I'm not, I'm, believe me, I'm not trying to make money on the side. I just want to do this for the love of music, but I'll call myself the Coattail Riders. That's what it was. Yeah. He said, you're going to use the Dave Grohl band name and the Foo Fighters name to make some money on the side. And uh, so he had fun with it. They called themselves the Coattail Riders. It was a three-man band, Danner, Arnold, and then Chris, uh, Chris Cheney, Chris Cheney on bass. Now, Chris Cheney, played bass when Taylor Hawkins was with uh, Chris Janney, also with Alanis Morissette. Those guys played together on some earlier, earlier stuff. Now, Taylor Hawkins right now is in another band. They just, they're going to be just releasing, I think, the album. It's called NHC. It's the acronym for the three band members' last name. Dave Navarro plays guitar. Taylor Hawkins, uh, drums and vocals. And Chris Cheney, we talked about before, is on bass. Those three are NHC, and they just relieved, uh, released their uh, music video thing called Feed the Cruel. Feed the Cruel. So he's in this band called NHC. That sounds pretty good. That, that and Dave Navarro, he's always wanted to work with, uh, with him. And, so, and Chris Cheney is another guy about his age. They did a lot of stuff growing up uh, together over the years, and now they're able to do this. And... Um, uh, Chris Cheney was with, uh, let's see, he was with Jane's Addiction. I've got some notes here. He was a Jane, Jane's Addiction guy, and that's how they uh, they hooked up also with uh, with these other with these other cats. But the album came out. There's 12, eleven songs. Here's the track listing, and these are good. This is not a throwaway uh, a throwaway album. Uh, this is some got some good music on it, but it is an offshoot the first song is called louise second song is walking away song three is running in place song four is a short instrumental 39 seconds called noa song five is it's okay now six end of the line song seven you drive me insane song eight wasted energy song nine get up i want to get down uh, that's got a funk kind of a punk uh a funk punk connection to it and uh, it's kind of it's got a kind of a Jane's Addiction feel to it. And the song before that, "Wasted Energy," that's got a country rock feel to that. And then song ten is pitiful. Song eleven is better you than me. And if you wait on that, there is a there is a hidden track at the end. There's a couple minutes uh, of silence on the CD, and then there's a song called "Perfect Day." He's got that hidden on there. This was released in 2006. It's considered alternative rock and hard rock. 
photo length, 39 minutes, 28 seconds. Producer, Drew Hester. Drew Hester, you may have heard uh, his name also as well. Uh, I've got another set of notes here, I believe. Oh, you know what? I don't have it with me. But, uh, you know, Taylor Hawkins was a pretty good, uh, was coming into his own as a songwriter. Uh, he had some very good talent as, as vocals as well. Very good on the drums. He learned from uh, Dave Grohl on the drums, but uh, he was a mentor. Dave Grohl was a mentor, uh, considered, looked up to him as a big brother. Now, I've seen Foo Fighters uh, three different times in concert in the Twin Cities, able to get fairly close at some of these uh, events, including the a special non-surprise uh, event at First Avenue that showed up once and played. We got tickets, me and a buddy of mine, we went and got right up close to the front at a First Avenue show with the Foo Fighters. That was unannounced. That was one of my best concerts I've ever been to. But then when the Coattail Riders came to town, they played at the Varsity Theater. Okay. Over campus. And believe me, there was 50 people probably in the crowd. They were right up there on the stage. The, uh, the drum kit. Taylor Hawkins drum kit was pulled right up almost to the stage and there's no, there was no rail, no space in between the fans and uh, literally was six, seven feet away from the guy uh, performing all those songs, no opening act, just an awesome, uh, they played that basically that whole album is all they did. Now in the years since they have put together a couple other albums called Coattail Riders. And um, so once again, these side projects, these guys keep themselves busy. Taylor Hawkins was a busy guy over and above just the Foo Fighters uh, stuff. And that was a worldwide number one biggest rock band. There right. is. Now, you and I know, Andy, there's really not a lot of rock bands out there anymore. Uh, right. Retread, people playing the uh, casinos and the festivals and things like that. These older bands, Great White, Lita Ford. But the heavy metal, the big arena rock bands like the Foo Fighters, there's not many left. So they've got a lot of those records to themselves as far as attendance and sales and album sales. But they're still putting out albums every two or three years. And um, in looking into it for this review, I hadn't even bought in the last the last couple of them. I like the early stuff, really good on the early early uh, type of things after uh, Dave Grohl left Nirvana. But um, good stuff. But that's the album review. Taylor Hawkins and the Coattail Riders. Uh, kind of a funny tongue-in-cheek. It kind of shows the humor that these guys had. Very funny guys. Right. And you'll get back some of the stuff, like you said, when these guys go on their side projects, it's not because they're trying to break away from the band. From He's not trying to break away from Foo Fighters. It's just, hey, I want to do some stuff. Um, maybe he wants to work on his own songwriting, but he knows Dave has that done for Foo Fighters. So let me do a couple songs over here. Dave can hear him. Maybe he'll let me write one for us. You know, um, I heard their last concert he sang the last song that night. Oh, he did. I can't remember what it was. He did a cover of someone and, you know, so he went out doing what he loved. He liked, you know, kind of like you like Dave Roll. I'll go from the drummers to lead singer. Phil Collins did it with his bands, you know, with Genesis. He was the drummer. Then he went lead singer. I guess my question was, would be, and I'd, I'd like to know, obviously they, he went to these size projects. Did Dave or did Dave Grohl have an issue with that? I wonder. Did he like secretly like going, "No, you're in my band," or was he okay with it because he got to go do his own stuff then too? 
So he did these well, side projects while Grohl was writing the movie. So it's like he took time away from Foo Fighters. Yeah, it was not. It was always during their downtime. Yeah, that they were allowed yeah. to. And I think Grohl was very. This was very popular with with these guys. Is he allowed the rest of the band members to uh, expand their wings and go on these side projects and, and expand and anything to get more creative and uh, more musical creativity for their uh, for their own stuff? Because, like I said. Dave Grohl really runs that Foo Fighters tight, tight ship. You're not really yeah. allowed to bring up some suggestions and offer advice and things like that. That's his first, baby. His call. The first album itself, Taylor Hawkins recorded all the drum, drum parts the first time when he was with them officially. But yeah. later, by the time it got mixed and recorded and redubbed and overdubbed, uh, half of his were cut out. He only appears on half the songs as a drummer. Dave Grohl did the rest of the drums and... The interview that I read said, you know, were you taken aback by that? He says, no, I just said, praise the Lord. Some of my stuff got on the album. He was, I was right. glad some of them got on there. They're like, well, yeah, but you're the drummer. You should have all your stuff. They said, you don't know how good Dave Grohl is. And so he said, next album, I'm hoping to appear on more. And by the time we get to the end, he was appearing on all these albums. And he even, you know, there's a couple songs that he sang lead vocals on as well. So very gifted guy, but... A lot of the comments, boy, you start reading some of these internet forums are saying, you know, Taylor Hawkins, one of the best drummers of all time. Well, he wasn't that. He was good. Very good. But he's very well you, that does rank up there as some of the one of the best of all time. So he wasn't in that category, but I I enjoyed his uh work immensely. The the work that Taylor Hawkins did. Very, very good drummer, but you can't compare him to the best. But he had more of a presence and aura about him and a personality that you can see coming on the stage he was these two dave and dave grohl and taylor hawkins were the two most known guys in that band the rest right. the guitarist basses uh they mainly stood there and played their instruments and these two had the banter back and forth from the drum yeah. back to the vocal so everyone seems to know taylor but you're right in the musical business as far as the condolences that were sent out on twitter facebook uh, these guys were uh idols i mean everyone loved taylor taylor hawkins uh, that was huge he was well liked for many, many years, uh, going back all these decades, fan uh, favorite. And he's a southern, you know, southern California guy. I always kind of had this uh, southern Cal surfboard look. Yeah. But um, yeah, uh, so we'll see how what comes of all that. But they were in the middle of of touring. You know, the movie came right. out. The tour was going on. They're kind of in the middle of all this right now. So lots to deal with, and they're in another country, and who knows. And who knows yeah. what happened to, uh, you know, and I didn't know this, but uh, the city in Bogota, Colombia, you know, people think cocaine uh, right away, right. Um, you know, was, there, was involved with that. But the altitude there, that's an 8,000 elevation city, 8,000. So you, you think Denver, mile high city was 52, 5,000, you know, feet. 280, yeah. So 5280 is, this is 8,000 feet elevation. So uh, yeah. Who knows what all was going on, but your heart and your lungs and respiratory, whatever else, has a hard time keeping up with anything because it's so different than what we're dealing with here in the U.S. But uh, condolences to the family and the, uh, the friends and, you know, bandmates and everything. He was very well liked. Uh, he was kind of yeah. like, well, you're a KISS guy, Andy. He was like yep. almost an Eric Carr president. Yep. yep. That's what I was going to say. Space, always cracking jokes, infectious laugh. He was like a an Eric Carr kind of a guy for Kiss, where everyone just loved the guy. Just yep. And I would be surprised you're going to see any band who's on a hiatus right now. I'm sure those drummers have called Dave Grohl, going, "You need me to fill in." 
they'll do it for that. Yeah, they'll do it for him. Uh, it's but, we'll see in the next, in the coming weeks here what all comes of it because uh, you know who knows is this going to break up the band? Uh, what are they going to do? Uh, all yeah, things I, are on the table right now. Who knows what's going to happen? But I do think that you're right. The single that's out now, the album sales, you're going to see an uptick in the next couple of weeks of people buying that movie. Uh, it is available. Yeah. You can purchase the movie. It's no longer in the theaters, I don't think. But uh, you'll see the album sales um, go up. Uh, and uh, these other side you know, jobs that he's uh, in as well. Yeah, you can see so that we just did all other side parts he's been in. You see those sales pop up, which well, is just the nature of the beast. That's why I wanted to do this. Uh, I did pick this after the death. I did not pick this ahead of, ahead of time. It was not a coincidental. But I picked an album that a lot of people probably don't know of or know about him and maybe if they want to uh, research and get more into his vocals and his drumming work uh, it's a here's a good yeah. check him out on spotify you can probably find That's, a lot of it yeah there. check him out there it's got some good uh good info good songs to uh to listen to and, no um, that's all i've got for for music and sports like i said we'll be covering major league baseball spring training on um, the trades trades are still going on we still may see yeah. some movement here in the next uh, few days, but then Major League Baseball is going to kick off. Minor League Baseball is going to be in full swing. Before you know it, the NFL draft will be here. and yep. We're going to cover high school baseball this summer, small college baseball, Big Ten baseball, town ball. Um, if, he, if you use a stick and st- play in a diamond, we're going to cover it. Okay? There are six um, Minnesota amateur baseball town ball, six new teams this year. Yep. And so I might do a, a, a midweek bonus coverage on those just to kind of introduce these new – they're introducing their team, their logo, their rosters, where they're playing, yeah. their schedule. It's all out there on Twitter right now. A lot of inf- information, a lot of interesting things out there. Detroit Lakes has never had, I don't think, a team. They've got a team. We, we follow a lot of those teams on our Twitter account, uh, the Sports and Songs – Sports and Songs 1 on Twitter. Um, so we retweet a lot of their stuff too. So if you just follow us on Twitter, you'll see their things coming up. Yes, follow on uh, Facebook, Twitter, our blog, and on YouTube then as well. But that's all I've got here for this uh, this week's episode. That's all yeah. We'll see you next week. See you next week. Have a good week.